Welcome back to another episode of Gaining Clarity. Today I'm joined by Lena Baza. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Lean's story specifically, uh, including a range of topics within it, but mainly Lean's story about how you came to America and the different obstacles or blockages you experienced mm-hmm. and how that kind of shaped you into who you are today mm-hmm. and the embodiment of who you are today. I wanted to start off by asking you how, like just bringing it to the beginning, or actually no, let's start from the end and then take it to the beginning. Cool. So today, present time this moment right now how would you say the last how, how old are you again I'm 20 I just turned 24 this hey. month June yeah. oh yeah wait yeah. when was your birthday like June 28th oh wait I think I knew that yeah I saw it yeah <laughs> anyway happy belated birthday Thank in person you. <laughs> um, four years young wow so last 10 years because mm-hmm. you moved here when you were 13 years ago yep so much changes in a decade. So much. <laughs> How do you find that this experience guided you into who you are today? So I think you know that experiences happen and we take away from it. We kind of have to survive our experiences and return to our true self, like what our self is teaching us. And I think we can get through any obstacle that way. So I don't think my experience, I mean, all of our experiences shape us into who we are, but it's also what we take away from it. Like mm-hmm. I could have numbed myself from a lot of the pain that I went through and ended up being a totally different person. Yeah. So by that merit, I am, I'm kind of creating myself, I feel like more than my experience is creating me. We take away from the experience what we are more than what the experience is. So it's okay. like that nature versus nurture too, because is it like our environment or is it our right. essence like yeah it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. that balance mm-hmm. balance finds us everywhere yep everywhere <laughs> so lean so lean who are you i'm good i think <laughs> i finally reached a point in my life where i feel safe in the world i didn't grow up feeling safe in the world safe in the people around me um but yeah i'm feeling grounded more than ever I am meeting these people that are confirming that magic does exist all around us and you're not crazy for wanting more and like not settling until you meet those people. But Lean now is exploring life at 24 years, um, traveling a lot, diving into music festivals which really opened my eyes into all the complexities of what everyone's self-expression can be like. Like, Mm I truly describe it as an adult playground because people show up dressed as frogs and fairies and any character you could think of and it's like limitless self-expression and Mm -hmm. it really is like the juiciest stuff I could think of. (laughs) It makes me so happy. I love seeing people's like costumes and like like the way they dress up for music festivals. I'll find my way to one one Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Maybe with me. Maybe with you. (laughs) Oh, it's so freeing. So, exploring through music festivals and the power of music. Mm. DJing also a little bit right now because music has brought me so much healing that I want to bring healing to people through music. But also I bring healing in my day-to-day job, which is an engineering job. I work at 
Geringa, a medical device company, and we make heart surgery devices. So it's a very oh, adult wow. job. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, this sounds so like adult. <laughs> I started in February full-time, but I had been interning with the company for like two years. Wow. Does this tie in with like something you want to do in the future or is it something you're passionate about I now? I was very passionate about the human body growing up. My dad was a surgeon and I just always was interested in science and what makes up our world, our bodies. Um, I studied medicine and I didn't really find the answers I was looking for in it. I studied mm -hmm. biology, I should say. Oh, I love biology. I love biology. <laughs> 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 but then I knew that medicine wouldn't be my way of helping people. Um, just because of our system, and you know how it is in big pharma. Mm -hmm. It's not centered around the patient and helping the patient. Mm -hmm. And if you want to help people, it's truly not the best or only way. Um, so I diverted into engineering. So we make devices that do help save people's lives. So in an indirect way, I still have that influence. That's great. It's awesome, yeah. Happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so along with that, and DJing and exploring life, Music, that's really my life right now. Yoga, meditation, mm. trying to ground in our chaotic world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as much as Every possible. Day. Every day. Do you feel like the concept of like, we chose our lives before we were born and chose our potential struggles before we were born? Have you ever heard Ooh. that? No, yeah, I've heard about we choose our, like our souls choose mm, the path who we are in the path, like they see our entire lives and they're like, okay, I'll do it. I try to connect with a version of myself that could have chose this life and I'm like, I get it. She probably wanted the hard way out, wanted to learn all of these lessons. <laughs> <laughs> she signed up for the super difficult mode. She's <laughs> like, I got this. Yeah. Last life was too easy, let's go, <laughs> let's go for an adventure. <laughs> and I always laugh at my sister that I convinced her to hop on the ride and she came like a year after me. <laughs> it's such a blessing to have my sister in my life too because having such similar life experiences reflected in another human being with their own way of going through it just validates your experience that much more like you're not alone in the world ever mm -hmm. I can't even imagine like the support too it's like a whole different kind of support system yeah. I've never known any other support like it the bond you guys have obviously is just visual for me from what I've seen but it's like magnetic like you can feel whatever you have like you can just tell there's so much love there. <laughs> Shout out Maya, she's beautiful. <laughs> Such so, an honor to know her. That's amazing that you have had someone to kind of mm -hmm. go through this with. Right. Do you feel like your experience would have been different if it was totally. just you? I mean, a lot of my experience growing up in Syria too, when, so should I give, go back? And oh yeah, you know what, let's, let's start, get, from, let's the start from the beginning. Because we're already going to the follow-up <laughs> questions. Um, <laughs> So I was born and raised in Damascus, Syria. If you don't know where that is, that is in the Middle East. Um, it borders Turkey and Iraq. Totally different culture and environment that, than I'm used to here, but I grew up till I was 13 there, which gave me the unique view of being somewhat coherent and old enough to remember that experience there and see the culture there and assess from my immature point of view at the point, at that time probably. But assess the world there and then move here and see how things flew here. But I think the age 13 was really interesting because I really anchored down in both realities and they're polar opposites in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, growing up in Syria was challenging. At, when I was young, I was just going about life. But my home, I wouldn't say, was the happiest. 
my parents had a lot of problems, ended up getting divorced. And as a young, an older sibling, the oldest sibling, I had to take care of mm. my younger two sisters. And Maya, of course, having her in that experience not only validated, but also gave me something to be responsible, responsible about at a very young age, which helped me mature in ways that maybe I wasn't ready for, but yeah, rose to the occasion, yeah. And then when the war started, that was another very scary experience. I lived through the war, the civil war in Syria from 20, I think 11 to 2013. Um, three years of the war was kind of, yeah, a lot. Mm -hmm. um, was it, um, was it like, uh, a lot of violence? I don't know anything at all yeah, about the civil so, war in Syria. Yeah, without going too deep into it, the people wanted to overthrow the government, and there was a lot mm. of forces that are involved in, a lot of different militia groups and terrorist groups that got involved, and unfortunately, the people that paid the price were the citizens, like normal people like you and I. Um, at that point, though, nothing, I did not plan for any farther than tomorrow because tomorrow wasn't promised. So you just go about your day, right. gunshots here and there, but you just worry about tomorrow and protecting what's yours and making sure you're safe and having an escape strategy in case anything mm -hmm. happens. And at the age of 13, I was already plotting like escape strategies, you know? Yeah, that's intense for a 13-year-old. It really pushes you to grow in a way that nothing else I've experienced pushed me. And then you moved here. And I moved here at 13 and... Completely different. Completely different. Nothing I had expected, honestly. I was very much into like, I was listening to the same music Americans were listening to, same songs, same movies. So some of the culture carried over, but going into high school like that, high school is a very formative age for a lot of teenagers. Yeah. And trying to find yourself in a whole new environment was very, when you don't speak the language and the cultural right. barrier was hard, yeah, yeah. But something in me knew that I would be okay, and I just had to keep going, hmm. which I did. And the first two years weren't so easy, freshman and sophomore year. I struggled a lot, not because I wasn't, I've always been a good student. I've enjoyed learning my whole life, but the language was really, like math, for example, I studied engineering and I've always been good at math. But when I first moved here, like plus and minus were different words in Arabic. So that's what would like hold me back. Like the language in English okay. in math would screw me over. So just within a year or two though, I was in all honors already. Like I, I kicked oh ass. God. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Wow, talk about persevering through right. lotus in the mud for real right here. <laughs> oh, lotus wow. in the mud. That's beautiful. I do have a lotus tattoo right here because that has go. always meant so much to me. We yeah, I have my lotus. Lotus is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We the, grow through what we go through. Then how did like high school kind of end off for you? Um, a few years in. Ended off with the heartbreak of knowing that I won't afford for your schools mm. um, because of moving here and the whole paperwork process of it all I didn't qualify for federal aid so I had to pay for school out of pocket oh so I went to community college worked 40 hours paid for my schooling for the first year and then started to slowly get state aid which helped 
but graduated college recently with no debt, so I'm very, very happy about That's that. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, really Hell yeah. Down. High school, done. College, done. What's Cake. next for Lindsay? <laughs> what so is easy. next? Music exploration. Music has brought me so much healing, and I just want to continue to brew mm -hmm. up. And being in those two cultures, I would totally mix some Eastern sounds with like new modern house music, beats, and techno music. Just get people going. I've DJed here once before, I think. Mm -hmm. really. It makes me so happy to bring music to people. So hopefully that could be the life that I live. I want that to be the life that I live. But being in our world and having to provide for yourself through a job or whatever means necessary. We live in a society. We live in a society <laughs> that's run by money. And truly money runs a lot of things. And I realized that I need that financial security for myself. I need to know that I can be safe if something happens. I need to know that I can support myself and my loved ones. Mm. It makes me feel safe in the world. So although money is superficial and not the purpose of life at all for me, I re realize that I do need that to like yeah. calm down and feel safe. That's been a hard truth I've had to accept. Right. Just like shifting your mindset about mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because we were probably not born rich, and that's mm -hmm. why. If you're not born rich, you don't have the right mindset about money, and then we live in a lack right. mindset. Right. Like, I don't have it. I don't need it. Mm -hmm. But I want it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I deserve it. Mm -hmm. And it should be flowing into my life. Growing out of that scarcity mindset. Exactly. But, um... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, um, music, DJing. I know DJing is pretty new. You pretty started, new, like, yeah. your first... was the first one at the women's, the women's retreat? retreat was my first ever set yeah oh, shit. yeah okay do you have well, any plans so for that? that through roots most of my experiences have been this place is this like, place is magical yeah it's so um, what's it called catalytic force mm -hmm. working in here mm -hmm. <laughs> pulling all the people together from different places yeah. i can't even tell you how i discovered roots like random random we're so Google random search. that it's not random. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, mine was a Google search really? too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to go there. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm so glad we crossed paths because yeah. of Roots. I have so much gratitude to this place and all the people, all the amazing people I've met here. Mm -hmm. um, for a while, the most consistency in my yoga practice was when I would come here every Thursday for Ooh. yoga. and. It would just set me up for the rest of the week. I would go home yeah. in a clear headspace and I would stay there for a couple of days. By Monday, I'd need another session. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's great. I yeah. love that. Yeah, Kundalini yoga. I have Beautiful. yet to try Kundalini. I think I did it once, but I was very resistant it's to very it. Have you? Yeah. So I'm gonna try it again, like yeah. however many months later. Mm -hmm. But um, what are your plans with like, I know, you just finished school and then like you're doing this job right now mm -hmm. what do you have you like found your purpose in life like mm -hmm. what kind of is alive within yeah. you right now that's such a good question oh. I found my purpose not to be about work mm -hmm. I find my purpose in my everyday life and talking to people like you and just connecting with humans what I do right now is a means of survival. Mm. It does fulfill some part of me where I'm applying myself and my brain is active and I'm on the move and I'm fixing things, but I don't perceive it to be forever. 
Um, it's a stepping stone for now. But what's alive within me is what I get to experience within myself and within people, that human connection that unites us. And all throughout my journey of like between Syria and here, that has remained constant. I've always loved reaching into people, touching something and mm -hmm. connecting it to myself. And yeah, I feel like we're born to do this. And yeah. subconsciously, I feel like we all influence each other and grow together create communities together. So my ideal life goal would be to get my loved ones, everyone I've come across that can imagine a better world for ourselves where we grow our own food mm -hmm. and we raise our children together, even though I don't really want children, but like the idea of aligned living, like we all have a similar vision for how we treat each other, how we treat the earth. Right. And we live together harmoniously. Community. So community. We strayed so far away from community. Mm -hmm. I come from a very, very tight-knit community because I can explain a little bit about where I come from because I'm not actually Syrian genetically. I'm like 0% Syrian genetically. Oh. I'm from the Caucasus Mountains of Russia. Ah. They're not, I'm not Russian though, I'm Circassian. You know the word Caucasian? Yeah. So I'm actually Caucasian from the Caucasus Mountains. That word has been whitewashed, kind of, and uh -huh. used to describe white people by this German guy that just, you saw the whitest people on earth and decided to call all white people that term. Huh. Um, a diaspora happened where there was a mass genocide of my people and they ended up all over the world. My family ended up in Syria, but there's some Circassians in Turkey, Jordan, um, the U.S. There's a big community in the U.S. So when I moved here, I also moved into the community. Mm -hmm. And to try to preserve the culture and the traditions and the dance. I've done the dance most of my life. It's like very elegant, like royal dancing. That's kind of all I knew growing up. And people marry within the same community to preserve mm. the genetics. It's like purebred. Yeah. <laughs> Pres preserve the bloodline. I get that. <laughs> When did you um, like dive into this or like discover this uh, part of yourself? The culture part? Yeah. As, as young as I could ever be, like I knew I was Circassian and that I was different from the environment that I was in since I was in like Rike. Wow. Like watch out, you're around Syrians and now we're here and it's like watch out you're around other people that are not like us like Americans mm -hmm. So wherever I went there was this concept of I am different from the world around me And I have I come from a different place and therefore I should act different and it kind of always alienated me mm -hmm. So what I loved about music festivals is that everyone comes from such different backgrounds and we still like mm -hmm. We play together, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter if your parents get it or not. Mm -hmm. Just explore life, find what feels good to you, and follow that. That's like the only thing that has stuck with me. Having something imprinted on you like that, like multiple times throughout your life, must have left some kind of mark in mm -hmm. your subconscious or mm -hmm. belief system. So I'm just curious how that theme of not belonging has shown up in your life and in your healing journey. Yeah. Healing journey, See? that's juicy stuff. <laughs> My two favorite words. I feel like 
I had to reparent myself from the ground up. It all kind of sparked up during COVID because we had the isolation of being at home. Right. And you had to face all of your demons at once. Yeah. We all kind of had to. It's like you couldn't escape all of a sudden. You can't waste time with your friends. You can't go out and do things. I'm still somehow fighting those demons to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Not an easy, easy task. So something that's imprinted so heavy on me like that, how I broke it is... Have you ever read the book, The Four Agreements? Mm-hmm. Don Miguel Ruiz, I think. It's, it helped me just realize that there are subconscious beliefs within my psyche that have been there for a really long time. And just being able to name them and put a finger on them allowed me to see them objectively, not from my subjective experience. Mm -hmm. Because being in myself is a trip. Because how subjectively, <laughs> how objectively can I look at myself if I'm having an experience that's like me all the time. Right. But then the self is kind of an illusion, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I could get lost in that conversation in the best way possible. But yes, I to get bring that. it back to your question, I had to name all those beliefs that I grew up with and then assess them. Do they still align with the life that I want to live? Do they still matter to me? Do they still shape who I am right now or do I want them to? And if I don't, then I just dispose of them, you know. It's not as easy to actually do it as it sounds, but because there are deep attachments to the things that make us us when we're really young in those really formative years. Mm -hmm. And to break that could mean to break who you are or who you have been. But if you really look at that and see the fear that comes up, it's like, what am I so afraid of? I'm going to reach a version of myself that is that makes me more happy, you know, like that's the ultimate goal, finding a life that works for me, finding a balance that works for the type of life that I want to live. Yeah. So at any cost, I was willing to question everything I was brought up with, um, always asking myself the questions, asking, even when I was really young and was getting taught religion, I had a lot of questions, a lot of questions. That's and great. My parents were like, you can't question at that point. You just have to believe. And that never really made sense to me. I'm like, give Always me questions. Answers. Always question. <laughs> I, I get the value in having faith in some things without having answers. Maybe in the essence of who we are. Like some things we, we don't have answers for, but we have to just trust, like our like intuition. intuitive. Mm -hmm. Inner knowing. Inner knowing, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to bring up something that was really hard to break during that period of time. Because whenever I would share my experience with people, people would really sympathize with me, which I didn't know how to interpret at the time. Um, like, wow, you've, you've gone through so much. That must have been rough. And I just laugh it off, as I always have. But then going home and taking that experience with me, and I'm like, wow, I have been through a lot. Maybe I am kind of messed up. <laughs> what is going on? Like, and then the why me piece comes up often. It's like, why, why is this life the life that I get to experience? At some point switch to, I'm so grateful this is the life that I get to experience and I can make it whatever I want. But the why me piece in comparison is never the right answer because you never know really truly what someone's going through. Like mm -hmm. no one knows your struggles. Although I like to think of it like this, although I went through civil war and it was traumatizing in all its like physically scary ways, like will I survive tomorrow? Yeah. People had different struggles that might have shaken up their realities in way worse ways or way deeper ways. You know, like someone could have been 
humiliated in third grade and never truly got over that. Mm -hmm. Something so simple, but I think comparison is the root of all evil because mm -hmm. we have such different ways of responding to life and alchemizing our experiences and everyone responds differently. Mm -hmm. So I learned not to compare, just to look at my experiences, see what the good that I could take away from it and the good that I can give back to those around me and the experiences around me. Truly being just the observer and then taking with that awareness, alchemizing. 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 Alchemizers. <laughs> I think that's actually like a really great point that you bring up because we all know that comparison's not the best thing that we can do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, what does that actually mean? What does that look like? When we think of comparison, some of us may picture like comparison, comparing each other's looks or mm -hmm. comparing each other's lifestyles, right? In the mm -hmm. sense of like social media, like that's mm -hmm. a big thing I see. The first time I learned about what trauma actually was, I was shook. Someone was like, you don't have to be in a car crash to be traumatized. And I was like, wait, how come? Cause no, 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 I mean like you can be traumatized if you're in a car crash, mm -hmm. but that's not, all that trauma is. Oh, I see. Like, I used to think trauma was, um, like, big, Very like, scary events, right? Things you would see in TV. And someone said, like, something that someone told you in the third grade mm -hmm. could have traumatized you. And, uh, and that's, like, the first time I ever, like, started questioning my belief system, mm -hmm. like, the things I tell myself, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of these beliefs come from old experiences, but... I love that you brought that point up because yeah. all of our experiences are so valid mm -hmm. and it's up to us to bring that awareness to them and then do the work. Exactly. It sucks, but that's what we're here to can't do. Can't be walking around like a bunch of negative Nelly. Yeah, no, 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 it's not good for us or anyone around us. Yeah. But I think that, uh, that point really, uh, can strike a sense of awareness within someone that they might not have known before. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't even learn that till like a few years ago. It's like, what, trauma? I'm traumatized? In what way? I was never in a car crash. I was never in a civil war. <laughs> like, <laughs> what could have happened to me that was so bad? Right. But anyway. But validating yourself too, it's like. Yeah. And sometimes our psyche like hides that in our subconscious and we don't right? even know why. Like, yeah. like my body, for example, will tense in a certain way when there's fireworks out. I just tied the two together. It's because it reminds me mm. too much of gunshots like, yeah. and bombs. So yeah, I don't really enjoy fireworks too much now, but that's an, like a body, primitive body response. Mm -hmm. that the body holds on to trauma. The body keeps the score, yeah. But sometimes you don't even, have you ever heard that thing about like, forgetting parts of your childhood or I forgetting. I have a big gap in my memory. Okay, yeah. And that's like the brain's way of like protecting, protecting you. Yeah. Like your brain knows. Otherwise. I think that's like so fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's like this ancient vehicle we're in that knows way more than we know. Like. Literally. <laughs> like how, how does it, like it's so phenomenal, so crazy. But so interesting. So fascinating. Yeah. And it's so sad that, like, I looked for answers for all that. Like, how does my body know what to do? Where is the wisdom coming from? It's ancient. But science doesn't really explain that wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like, your body's systems that are supposed to flow in harmony with one another and balance each other out 
science, our, our science system, our med medical system treats one organ at a time, treats one system at a time, mm. when all of our systems flow together so well. So right. that's, that, that was such a big disconnect for me when I looked at our system in the U.S. Wow. It's like... One thing that just came up for me was like, you said looking at one system at a time when it really all works together. Mm -hmm. I think about like the earth, nature, us. We're all one, yeah. The whole oneness. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. But then like comparison and social media and things like that make us feel so separate. Mm -hmm. Like you're going through your experience and I'm going through my experience, but we're overlapped in our experiences. We share moments, I'll walk away with an imprint of your energy and you'll walk away with an imprint of mine. I feel like we're all a collection of everyone we come across mm -hmm. and we impact each other whether we want to or not. So why not leave a good impact? I like that word imprint. I think like I was listening to a guided meditation this morning and it was about purposeful living mm. and they mentioned something about like, I think the word imprint came up mm. and it was like every person you come across will have an imprint, imprint on your subconscious and da, 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 da. and like I was like listening to that and I'm just thinking about you go through so many you see so many people every single day or I mean whatever you see so many people in your life period mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and to think of like this could even tie in to the to the trauma part like someone tells you something and you remember that whether you know it or not and somehow that belief becomes yours even if it wasn't to begin with. Right. That's why we have to keep questioning where those beliefs come from. Yeah. Today, my freaking yoga class mm -hmm. was based on that. It was ignorance and um, uh, misperception of what your truth really is. Mm. And some of the questions I asked everyone was like, where are these beliefs coming from that you've told yourself your whole life about yourself? Mm -hmm. Like, are they really yours? And I was like, another question, which feelings do you need to work your relationship with? Mm -hmm. Something like that, I forgot the exact wording. But just that whole concept of like, what is your truth? Right. Is the thing you've been telling yourself for however many years actually true? Right. Question yourself. Right. Question the it's powerful. Yourself. You get to rewrite it. Yeah. Like once you get past the questioning piece and how scary that might be, you get to be like, okay, what do I want my life to be like? Like mm. we're master creators. Like manifestation is not that. Woohoo! You know. Yeah. At first, I was like, okay, how? I remember reading The Secret when I was really mm -hmm. young. Really, really they young. They made it sound like magic. Like yes. Something out of nothing. Yes. But it's like. Eh. But we're doing it every day. Too. Yeah. It's the work you put in, and now I finally get it. Like recently, I finally made the connection of what it all really means. Like there's a difference between like learning information and then applying the information after you understand it and digest it. Mm -hmm. Cause I think I've learned so many things. I just have like information here, but I don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know what it means for me. Right. But recently this whole thing about like questioning where my beliefs have come from, mm -hmm. it's been such a powerful thing for me. Wait, hold on, I can change. Wow, like your mind is so powerful so powerful you can't really apply until you understand mm -hmm. ground in that truth yeah. yeah and like what which piece of that truth makes sense to you to take away that part yeah because there's so much out there and there's so many different perspectives and paradoxes Mm -hmm. which during COVID, I feel like I could have drove myself crazy because <laughs> yeah. I, would, 
I would get to the nitty gritty of one topic within self-healing, let's say, and then I'll find a direct paradox to it. And if they both oppose each other, then where, where is I? Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Where is I? Where is I? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. When did you start your spiritual awakening or your awakening journey? Really? Mm -hmm. Me too. It was just, really? Well, I mean, it was like a month before, but I don't really count it because it was like COVID where we were alone. Yeah, I was like, exactly. okay. I was like, okay, yeah. What do I believe in? How long have I believed this? Where did it come from? What is the pain that I experience? What story do I tell myself about the pain that I experience? Does mm -hmm. it shape who I am? Um, also being the black sheep, it's like, how much do you let that affect you? Does that invalidate your experience? Mm. Which I still live with family, so sometimes it may come off very invalidating when they're like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but there's tell so many it. different ways to be. I wish I could just show them through my eyes how life is but we all have such different experiences and unfortunately our parents haven't had the same experiences we've had so right. it's hard for us to compare i'm gonna like go a little off topic for a yeah, sec go ahead. maybe i won't even include this but the whole thing about living with your parents mm -hmm. i have found this theme come up for me recently and i wonder if you've had the, sim the same experience mm -hmm. but like trying to exist in a world that I've created for myself and then coming back home to that old world, it's like mindfuck. It's so trippy. Like I would come to work here at Roots. This was like my life Magical. every single day. Right, yeah. I'm becoming the, I'm becoming the person I wanna be, like showing up as that version of myself. And then I'd go home and it was like a different world. Mm -hmm. Like I can't even put it into words almost. But sometimes I wondered if that kind of contradiction almost made it more difficult mm -hmm. for this journey. I totally. And I wonder if, like, you experienced the same since you said you live with family. Mm hmm 100%. I know it might be a little bit different with siblings, too, but... Siblings, we all do our own thing, and we're respective. We're very respecting of each other's space. Solid. But family still wants me to be a certain type of person. Right. Like, still tries to draw boxes around who I am. That's and what it is, yeah. It's like, with love, I say, thank you for what you want. Thank you for wanting the best out of me and the best for my life, but this is the way that I choose to do it. But there's no easy way to say that to them. Right. And it's hard to for them to still want the best for us and be hands-off, like... Like those boundaries get crossed subconsciously, I guess, by them because they mm -hmm. haven't healed themselves and maybe they won't. But I've come to find peace within all that recently through a conversation with, fr with a friend that really softened me towards my mom. Mm. Um, that she has not had my experiences and she'll never truly see life how I see it. And that's okay, but she still broke the cycle, the generational cycle in her own way so that I could be here. Right. Like she still pulled, she pulled us out of Syria. She pulled, she worked full-time jobs when she had to. She suffered. She was a single mom with three kids and her mother. She did oh. it all to get us here. Very powerful woman. Go her. Go her. <laughs> but we can't expect them to be perfect because they're still humans. Right. And I feel like it goes, I think about this often, like it goes the other way too, right? Like, like I'm thinking about myself because I'm the kid, but then I got to think about them like and everything that they went through. Mm -hmm. 
like and how different it looks from what I'm going through like yeah my experience looks different than theirs but their experience also looks different than mine right. you know right so it's just compassion compassion yeah you don't have to have my experiences to extend compassion to me mm -hmm. it's hard though sometimes it's hard. <laughs> it's I'm very... just be like, Shut up. it's also going back to like the most triggering place of your life like no one triggers you like family does no one in the world yeah and if you still live with family and you have to experience that every day and maintain your zen you're cool that's a fucking that is a superpower <laughs> oh, yeah to be like i will still honor my peace but it's like you can't heal in the environment that traumatized you yeah and just like everything around that nature if you're like revisiting a test every single day your parents being the test <laughs> the dynamics being the test the remembrance the reminder of mm -hmm. what is you're trying to move away from or the old version of you mm -hmm. i think if so, if i had some space in between I, if, I just need some space to ground in my personal truth mm -hmm. that is not affected by my triggers. And then maybe I can come back into this space and be able to extend more compassion. No, this is so true because last summer I moved out of my house for like four months, stayed with my godmother instead because there was like major renovation going on in my home, which, talk about an unbalanced root chakra. <laughs> um, no, but... So I like didn't live with my parents for the whole summer. Mm -hmm. And this, what you're saying here, I recently thought about it again. And it's just like being able, because I barely saw anyone. I was basically living alone because mm -hmm. we had such different schedules. But I found myself like, I literally wrote, oh my God, I have to read this to you. Wait, what's today? Today's the ninth, this was two days ago, okay. I said, living with parents is hard and as an adult, when you're growing in, as an adult. Summer of 2022, so last year was my best summer yet because I was basically living on my own, aside from my regular mental qualms. <laughs> <laughs> I felt happier, more free, and then a big one I noticed was I felt more motivated mm -hmm. in a weird way. It's a big one that I can't figure out just quite yet why I feel so motivated when I'm on my own without their influence. Actually, I think I kind of know subconsciously, but because <laughs> you get to create your own life. That's true. And like living with them, like I adopt their habits, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm trying to grow out of. Like a big one is they watch a lot of TV mm -hmm. to pass time. They come home from a long day of work and they just turn the TV on until they go to sleep. Mm. And that's not something I want to do. No, me neither. Like, I, feel I like stayed shit. away from TV most of my life. Like, yeah, I was scared to get involved. <laughs> it's like. A t warp. Yeah, a warp. Which can be fun. Like some movies, like I've enjoyed sitting down and watching a movie. I love watching movies, but it's that just like mind-numbing consumption mm. that I I can't. I want to move away from. Yeah. But you know, I'll be in the middle of my day. If we have a different schedule from each other, they'll come home at 3 p.m. And 3 p.m. is like my peak, my pinnacle of doing work. Mm -hmm. They'll come home, turn on the TV. And my way of seeing bonding with them is sitting down watching with them. Yeah. Because that's the only time I get. And so it's like learning those small things, unlearning those small things. And I was like, this would be so much easier if I just lived on my own. <laughs> but that's just one of the things. I wanted to bring that up. Because yeah. I felt like 
That's something I've been thinking about recently. And it's not something ago. consciously they're doing, but it's just their yeah. way of being. Or it's like, yeah, it's the way they are, the way they, the life they've created for themselves. But this is the beginning of my life. I don't want to set these imprints on my mind, mm -hmm. my still developing brain, you know? Yeah. I want to create different patterns, different habits. It's hard. You yeah. still have that like walking reminder around you. Mm -hmm. But it's also if you form it in that such intense, that walking reminder place, it'll stay with you forever. But then hmm. if I can set my boundaries in a place like home from the people that are closest to me, then nobody out in the world will cross those boundaries, you know? I love that that's perspective. That's the battle. Yeah. <laughs> if I can win that battle, then I'll be okay. I'm guess I'm trying to see the positive in it. No, yeah. Because I wanted to get out no, so that's great. long ago. Because we all have like a negative bias, right? As human beings, we think of the negative first, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to get back into positive little Clara. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be like a little toxic positive, like beginning mm -hmm. of the awakening. Yeah. yeah, we're all love, we're like all one. But then I kind of like dipped and then became more negative Clara. And mm -hmm. I don't like negative Clara. So I really like that perspective shift mm -hmm. offering. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to both positive and negative Clara, because both have to exist. You know? This is right, duality of clarity. Mm -hmm. oh, I want to say thank you for having me on. It, I grew up with such a locked throat chakra. We were talking about this before. Mm -hmm. And to be able to speak to you and like us get each other, it's even though you've had such different walks of life, grounding in what has felt holy for us separately in our own lives, mm -hmm. and seeing that there is overlap in what makes us feel connected even though we're disconnected from family sometimes and we don't see eye to eye. There are things in this world that even just nature for me, a big one, like once I'm out in nature, I remember yeah. my essence. Yeah. I remember the truth, the power. Okay. Trees teach me so much. I fucking love trees. <laughs> I tell you stories. Know? Oh I look my at a tree, God. I almost cry. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so grateful that we also live in a world where you can bring these conversations to the people that know you. It's so important that we all do what we can in the communities that we're involved in. Like, all of us have a certain reach, and maybe sometimes I thought that, like, oh, I can't be this or I can't be that, but that's exactly what I need to be. I'm in, in these situations exactly to bring my best self, my most aligned self to these places and create what makes me feel happy. Because if we follow what makes us feel happy, we'll never be lost. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're doing what makes you happy, and you're bringing so much love to the world and truth and clarity. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, that's been a big shift in um, this, and being consistent with it has been shaping that belief that this didn't mean anything. But the more and more I sit down with people mm -hmm. like yourself, mm -hmm. I can't even tell you, like, I gain a little bit of clarity mm -hmm. and I gain so much. I can't even put it into words right now. It would be a disservice, right. I feel. Right. <laughs> I think it's funny how you mentioned your throat chakra. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that was a part of your journey. And before this, I was like, lubricate your throat chakra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny how there was that connection. Yeah, I definitely needed to lubricate her before our conversation. <laughs> Just sips through me. <laughs>
All women experience some throat chakra oppression. We've been silenced <laughs> yeah. for ages. Mm -hmm. So look at us here using the power of word, mm -hmm. truth. So powerful. All right. So that's pretty much all we've got for the episode today. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to touch upon regarding this topic? Hmm, this world teaches me every day, mm. every day, the magic that is within us and all around us. And today was a perfect reminder of that. This place is a perfect reminder of that. Look yeah. at where we are right now. So thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for everyone out there doing their grind. Uh-huh. On their mission, on their journey, not falling off, getting back up when they fall down. That's Hell so yeah. powerful. Yeah. So powerful. It's not easy. My name is Lena Baza. Um, you can find me on Instagram at lean underscore Abaza. Mm -hmm. That's L-E-E-N-A-B-A-Z-A. She DJs, so if you want some tunes, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> My whole life is on there, so that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Are you gonna like do any like release stuff on Spotify or something anytime soon? Yeah. Not soon. I'm still in a phase of moving through it. Producing is my ultimate goal to produce music. Mm -hmm. um, I will be releasing stuff. Freaking train. That's in, okay. the, in the future. In the future. Stay tuned. All right, quick wrap up. You're going to hear the train in the background, but it's okay. Just F it, you know? <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. I can't even tell you how much it means to so empowering. Yeah. Living their mission. I feel blessed to have been sitting in your presence. I'm been graced by yours. Same. <laughs> Likewise. All right. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.